Do you ever look at your website and think, my goodness, I could use a little bit of help here, but I just don't know where to start? Well, I've got good news for you. I have created a brand new DIY website audit that you can take and in under an hour, you can go through your website and see where are the changes that you could make that would make the most impact. So if you are tired of having an out-of-date website and saying that it's something you know you need to get done, or maybe you just want to know how your website stacks up, I hope that you'll jump over to stormlily.com slash audit and get your own DIY website audit. I'm going to be providing you with a download as well as a video training to walk you through what you need to do and what steps you need to take. So again, that's stormlily.com slash audit. And now to the podcast. there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me today. Now, in case for new friends, I'm extra glad that you are tuning in. And as you've likely guessed by now, I am Denise Alvarez. And just to give you a little snippet about myself, through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help horse business owners like you create and implement effective website marketing strategies because I love to help you build sustainable horse businesses so that you can be out in the barn doing more of what you love to do. And I get that not everybody loves or gets excited about marketing. And that's exactly why I created this podcast for you. I love to share some step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos that will help you not only see what's possible for your horse business, but also to guide you through that process to help you make it happen. Now, one area that we've talked about here on the podcast is social media marketing. And today we're actually going to do a deeper dive into one particular social media platform, and that is Instagram. Just since starting this podcast, I've made some really great new friends in the industry using Instagram to connect with people. And yet I know that for many horse business owners, they jump onto Instagram because it's what they're supposed to do, but then they don't really know where to go from there. And so they don't know how or where to spend their time to get the most return and to actually help use it for their business. So that's why I invited my guest onto the podcast today. She's a new friend, and I know you're going to love her. She loves horses and working with horse businesses just like I do. And she also loves to share actionable and practical tips to help you market your horse business. So it was a perfect fit to invite her onto the podcast. Now, in particular, she is an Instagram expert. Her name is Carrie McGregor, and she is the equestrian marketing coach. And I have learned so much just from following her on Instagram, seeing what she's doing and how she's doing it. And when it comes to strategy for Instagram, I trust Carrie, and I know that you're going to learn so much from her today. Now, I'll let her share a little more about her background with you, and then I've got some specific Instagram questions that she's going to answer. I wrote these with you in mind. So without further ado, let's jump into my interview with Carrie McGregor with Equestrian Marketing Coach. Okay, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me here today on the podcast. I'm so, so grateful. Now, I shared a little bit about you as I was introducing you before the podcast, but would you tell us a little bit more about your background? How'd you become the Instagram expert for equine entrepreneurs? Thanks so much for having me, Denise. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Okay, so I'll try to give you the short version. It all started back in 1998 
for me with an equestrian website I built called equestrianconnection.com, which is still alive today, but it's extremely neglected if you go check it out. Um, the internet was really just starting to take off. And I found that there really wasn't much out there in the equestrian world. So my website focused on online classifieds and equestrian news. And even had a bulletin board at that time, if you remember those. I love that. I think that was probably one of the first social media platforms of the time way back then. Um, And then I decided that I wanted to uh, start building websites uh, full time. And because I've been writing since probably when I was eight years old, I had a lot of connections in the equestrian world. So the majority of my clients are from the equestrian world as well. And it's probably like a mix of riding schools, coaches, um, international riders, tack shops, barn builders. Um, like it's quite a variety that all work in the equestrian industry. And in the past few years, I was getting more and more requests for help with social media. And that led me diving into Facebook and Instagram and helping to manage clients' social media accounts. And out of all those social platforms out there, because there are a lot of them, yes, I, there absolutely, are. Yeah, I absolutely love Instagram. That's so interesting. So, all right. I love that. So you've been doing it for a while, which means you have a lot of experience to speak into this. And so you and I actually connected on Instagram. So I love that. And it's just evidence to me of how you can build up uh, meaningful relationships using Instagram, which is what we're talking about today. And yeah, so yeah. I, I saw that you love to provide practical tools and tips for Instagram specifically. And so that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast to share some of those things. So when I mentioned it to you, you said that one of the biggest questions that you get from equine business owners is all about how to utilize Instagram in a way that'll actually help to grow their business. So rather than just putting a bunch of fun things out there, how do they go about it strategically? So specifically, how do they make connections? that'll lead to conversions. Is that about right? Is that one of your most common questions? And why do you think that's maybe the most important question we should be asking when it comes to Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You did a great job in summing that up. So I think a lot of people get caught up on growing their number of followers they have on Instagram. And I can totally understand that because having a big following means that your message is potentially reaching more people. Plus, it's like a quick, I kind of liken it to like a quick dopamine hit each time you get a new follower and it still gets me excited and it gives you that kind of validation like, hey, someone really likes me or likes what I'm doing. But what really matters in the end for your business is converting those followers into paying customers because your business is all about making money and growing your, your customer base. So there are actually plenty of Instagram accounts out there who only have like maybe a few hundred followers yet they're super successful with selling on Instagram. And conversely, there are others who have a few thousand followers, but Instagram really isn't moving the needle much with their business. So what I tell clients is that instead of getting too hung up on what's called the vanity metric of having thousands of followers, instead, you want to focus on building a connection with those who are following you. I really like using the kitchen room analogy. So say you have 100 Instagram followers. And a lot of people will probably think, well, my Instagram account isn't that great because I only have 100 followers. But imagine if you had those 100 people in your kitchen 
And they're all there because they want to hear what you have to say or see what you have to offer. And that would be totally amazing. Yeah, no, that's a beautiful analogy because you're right, especially in the world of social media. It's so easy to even compare and see, oh, I've got a couple hundred and they have 700, 800, 1,000. But you're right. When you have a couple hundred people that are a captive audience, then you can do a lot with that. It makes a big difference. For sure, for sure. And I think that it's, it's really important to have that kind of mindset because then that will motivate you to really work on your Instagram and work to convert them into actual customers. Absolutely. Okay. So that leads into my next question too, because I know we both love the practical action steps and tips of what we can do. And so I know that you came today with some specific ways that our listeners can make connections that convert using Instagram. So share those. And I think you've even got some real life examples to go along with it. Yeah, sure. Um, In fact, I'll give you three. And one I've already kind of touched upon, and that's about, first of all, shifting your mindset and focus on growing fans, not followers. So I love this quote from blogger and podcaster Pat Flynn, where he talks about super fans. And he says, these are the people who follow you wherever you go online, buy everything you could possibly come out with, consume all of your content, market for you without even asking and even defend you from trolls if you have any. And that is so true. And one of the biggest real life examples that I could give of this is Apple. And Apple, they have built such a loyal fan base that each time they come out with a new iPhone, there are people literally lining up outside their stores days before to be the first to buy one. And it's not that iPhones are cheap. And so when you build a super fan, they can't wait to buy what you have. And they'll talk about you to their friends. They'll, I mean, especially in the equestrian industry, it's such a small world anyways. They'll bring up your name when someone's asking for advice on something that you sell. And they really, in essence, become part of your marketing team. Yeah, that's a great point. And especially when you talk about, you know, specifically on Instagram, I know for a lot of people, they might be making new friends that are across the country. So they're going, okay, I'm a horse trainer. And maybe you can speak into this. So say that we are talking to the horse trainer here and they're saying, how do I focus on fans and not followers when my followers live halfway across the country? So they're not going to put a horse into training with me necessarily. So what is it that I'm wanting them to convert with? How would you speak into that? So I would say that for a horse trainer, um, or this would even be true for a, um, a riding stable, that for Instagram, they should really focus on promoting themselves locally. Because um, like you said, th- you know, if someone's going to board the horse, it's going to have to be local. If someone's going to have their horse in training or they want to take lessons, that's going to have to be somewhat local too. Although I could make the argument that when it comes to a horse trainer, um, at least hopefully post-pandemic, they might be giving clinics across the country or possibly even overseas. So it does benefit to them to some extent to have that sort of global exposure. And what they can do as well is that they can make sure that they're using local hashtags. And so if we use the example again of a uh, a trainer or a coach, um, they can use hashtags that are in their area to capture that audience. And even I gave the example of a barn builder, for instance. So they're building these beautiful barns. Of course, it's going to be very uh, local. 
to them. And so they can use local hashtags to capture that audience so that the followers that they're getting are people who are actually interested in what they do and might actually contact them for their services. That's a super good point. So again, thinking about who they're reaching and why they're reaching them for the end goal. You know, another thing I think that will be good to remember too post-pandemic is that, you know, a lot of people have clinics at their own facility and they might be surprised at the amount of travel people are willing to do to learn from them. Once they've shared their expertise and provide a value using Instagram, then later on when they share about clinics, then those fans might want to come visit them. They never know. Exactly, exactly. And it could actually open them up to a bigger market as well. So if those same people are interested in um, hosting, like giving a clinic that is across the country, or even, you know, in another country, it opens them up to that audience as well. Absolutely. That's a super good point. Okay. So our number one application friends is that I want, she wants you to shift your mindset to focus on your fans, not your followers. Okay. What is our second tip today? Sure. So the second tip that I have is to regularly use stories if you're not using them already. So stories are a great way to get personal and be more relatable, which means that you can build those stronger connections because ultimately people like buying from people, not a faceless logo or faceless company. So don't be afraid to show your face and make sure to use those engagement stickers too. So those are the things like the polls or the quiz, um, the slider is an easy one where you can put a little comment and then put an emoji that people can slide. They're gold because they provide an easy way for your followers to interact with you. And it's a double win because the more interaction you receive, the more that Instagram, their algorithm is happy and they'll push you out um, or your content out to more people. Okay. That's really good advice. And I'm reminded of what you said in the beginning of our conversation, because you said that people can potentially reach more of an audience. And so that kind of speaks into that because just because you have a thousand followers, that doesn't mean all thousand people are actually seeing what you're putting out there. So you're saying use stories as a real avenue of engagement. And as people engage with you, then they're more likely to see the posts that you put out there as well. Right? Exactly, exactly. And actually, stories is a really good way because stories, you can see the stats and stories of how many people are seeing your stories. And that's a really good indication, too, as to who your super fans are or how many super fans that you have, because your super fans are going to want to be watching your stories. And so those numbers um, will show you that that core set of people who are really engaged with you and really interested in what you're putting out there. Okay, that's great. Um, do you have any real life examples for us or one or two ideas of what our listeners can do in their stories? I think the biggest advice that I have with stories is to, you think of stories as sort of like the backstage pass. So it's way more casual. It's way more personal. It doesn't actually, you don't want it to be staged or highly curated. You want it to be very off the cuff and very authentic. And so just, it can be such simple things. So if you're at the barn, it could be uh, when you're feeding your horse an apple, or if it's a training session that you're doing, it could be uh, showing a quick video clip of your student doing uh, a flying change across a diagonal or uh, happy at the end of a ride and patting the horse or hugging their horse. Like it really can be super casual. 
Okay. Those are all really good ideas. Thank you. Okay. So again, you've given us two really great tips to making connections that convert using Instagram. The first being shift our mindset to focus on fans and not followers. Now regular use stories. And then what is your third tip for us? So my third tip is to mention your customers. So when I say that, I mean sharing customer testimonials. Uh, It could be pictures or videos of your customers using your product or service. So think of your best customers and ask them if they'll provide you with something that you can use. Because most people are really happy to do that, but you just need to ask. And don't forget to tag them when you do post, because when you tag them, that will then allow them to share it out to their own followers. So that kind of uh, increases the net even more. And a really good example of someone who does a super job of this is Jade Holland Cooper. So she's a British um, fashion designer and she has an equestrian line and it's called Holland Cooper Equestrian. And she regularly shares on her stories, unboxing pictures and videos from customers. So when they're opening up the order that they just received and that gets shared like crazy. And it's a great way of showing how happy your customers are. It's got that social proof. Um, you can incorporate their testimonials. And it also shows that you really value your customers. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. Sometimes we just have to ask and we don't really think about that and give them specific guidance too. Yeah, exactly. And so, like I said, it, it could be uh, a written testimonial that you then style in your branding that you post. Um, and then it could also be a picture of your customer with the product that they just received or even better, this is a little bit harder to, to get because it does require uh, a bigger lift for your customer, but you never know unless you ask them taking a quick video. So instead of writing out the testimonial, they do like a video testimonial that you can use. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm going to guess you can throw that in your stories too for a little bit of extra fun. For sure. And <laughs> I'll throw in one more on top of that. You could create a, a highlight on your profile of customer, you can call it customer love or testimonials. And then you can add them there too. So if someone clicked on that, then they can see like a whole, uh, you know, sequence of different customers talking about your product. Oh, that's a really, really great idea. I love that. Absolutely. Okay, Carrie, these have been so, so helpful. And I especially appreciate these real life examples. I can't wait to go check out the one that you just mentioned and check out her Instagram profile. And we'll make sure to link to that in our show notes today as well. Okay, so is there anything else that you think our listeners here should know about Instagram marketing when it comes to their horse business? Well, there's a lot. So I'll try to, okay, I'll try to think of just like a quick one. I would say uh, always keep in mind that behind every like or follow or subscribe, there's a real person. And it's a really noisy world out there. We all know that. And people are looking for someone or a brand that they can trust, that they like, and that they can recommend to their friends and family. And there's no reason why that can't be you. And I'll leave you one more if I can. Sure. And that's to create before you consume. And it's so easy. And I'm totally guilty of doing this too, to get caught up scrolling and checking out what others are doing. But take action first by putting something out there into the world yourself, no matter how small. 
Oh, that's a really, really powerful tip because yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on there with really good intentions to look something very specific up and then I'm sucked in and then I'm so frustrated. Even if it's just five minutes, I'm like, that's five minutes. I will not get back that I did not intend to scroll through. Um, So that's a really, really powerful tip. I really like that. Create before you consume. And five minutes turns into an hour very quickly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So true. Okay. Now, before we go, I want to make sure everybody knows where they can find you online, of course, on Instagram and your website. And then I know that you have shared, you have a course specific to Instagram marketing that's coming out. So tell them how they can learn more about these things. Sure. Thanks. So you can find me on Instagram at equestrian marketing coach, and I share tips and tricks on there regularly. And if you send me a DM, I can hook you up with some great free resources that I have to help you create an Instagram strategy to grow your fans. And thanks so much for mentioning me, mentioning about my course. So I've designed it specifically for equestrian business owners where I walk them through step-by-step how to use all the key features of Instagram, such as setting up a bio that gets attention, how to come up with content ideas and crafting captions, figuring out the best hashtags to use, and how to use stories, reels, and IGTV. So you can find out more info on that by going to equestrianmarketingcoach.com. Perfect. Okay. And of course, again, I'll put all of this information in our show notes so that it's easily accessible for everybody. And that will be stormlily.com slash 19 for episode 19. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate it. And I can't wait for everybody to take this information and start applying it and getting results in their Instagram profiles. Thanks again for having me. This was so much fun. Okay, what did I tell you? Carrie is so good at providing actionable and practical tips, and I love it. I hope that you've walked away with some really good things to apply to your Instagram strategy. And of course, I'm going to have her information for you over at stormlily.com slash 19 for episode number 19. But I want to hear from you. What was your biggest takeaway from today? Shoot me a direct message over on Instagram and let me know. Or of course, if you happen to not be on Instagram and you're on Facebook or you want to email me, either way, I want to hear from you. I am here to cheer you on. So when I do, I'm going to jump into your newsfeed wherever you are. I'll engage with your post and your stories and remind you that you are doing a great job getting out there and marketing your horse business. Okay, friends, that's all I've got for you today. I will see you next week. Now, again, make sure to jump over at stormlily.com slash 19 for all the links from today that we talked about. And as always, if you have questions, or maybe you have an expert that you know of that you think should be here on the podcast for an interview, then please let me know. I would love to hear from you. And of course, if you're not subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or wherever you like to listen, then please do that. You'll make sure that you'll get a new episode notification every time a new episode drops. So again, I thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week. Have a wonderful day. 